Five on five in five. It is Wednesday, December 27th. Only a few days left in 2023 before we flip the calendar. So brace yourself for that part of things as we get through the rest of the week. Fletcher, Stephen, here with you for the podcast. Another day. At least we can see outside. Another the fog day. Is gone. Yeah. Another day, another dollar. It wasn't dodgy getting in this morning with the fog. It has cleared. And it should be, you know, pretty nice late December day. Uh, Katie Donovan saying that the rain is clearing up, at least for a day. That will change tomorrow. Not sure how widespread it'll be, um, but the rain will return for Thursday. Uh, while we are clear on the radar, um, we're cool, cold. It's. Being, so, being from the south is so weird because I'll walk outside <laughs> and my wife, who is from the area, I'll go, oh, it's a little chilly. She's in shorts and a T-shirt. She's like, what are you talking about? Uh, mid to upper 40s, however you classify that, that's what we're looking at today. We'll stay in the low 40s tomorrow. Uh, that is when the scattered showers will come in, um, a light mix in spots, uh, and the temperatures will fall by the evening. And Katie says, get the winter jackets ready for temperatures nearing the upper 30s on Friday. So it might actually feel like New Year's Eve once we get to the weekend yeah it's like it's winter but it's not winter yet until it actually starts to winter another another one of those things about you know i'm not from an area where it snows a lot so a year like last year where we had a blizzard in uh in yeah a year ago late november or whatever it was like a year after thanksgiving (laughs) i'm like wait is that normal that seems kind of early and then we have a year like this year where it gets to be mid-december and you're like Shouldn't there Shouldn't be some snow by now? <laughs> no, 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 but not, not not this year. We'll see if we get to it. All right, let's get to our headlines. We have quite a few of them. Five on five in five. Fletcher, story number one. Yes, story number one. Um, a lot of these stories are uh, updates to stories we have brought you previously. Uh, this one we haven't talked about on the podcast, but did have it online, had it in our shows over the uh, Christmas weekend. Um, the search is still on after a Christmas Eve Amber Alert was issued for an Ohio toddler who was allegedly taken by her mother after after police say the mother stabbed her husband. Yeah, the, quite the story, quite the alert. This is out of Lakewood, Ohio, uh, Lakewood, Ohio, which is just west of Cleveland. So they're looking for one-year-old Choice Walters. Walters, she's black. She has brown hair, brown eyes. We have a picture of her on our website, WLWT.com. Now, as far as the story goes, her mother, Ariel Walters, described as five foot four, 180 pounds, brown hair, brown eyes. The arrest warrant is out for her for attempted aggravated murder. Her husband is recovering from those stab wounds, stable. But anyone with information on the whereabouts of either Ariel or Choice, please contact to any local police department so they can get uh, Choice back into the hands of her father and her family and make sure that she is safe. But again, that Amber Alert does continue uh, since Christmas Eve. And when you hear an area around Cleveland that you know your heart starts to race because you're like, man, not only Ohio, but you could go into Pittsburgh, West Virginia, or you could go to uh, to more western parts. So this yeah, could, you become, could be in New York, just crossing through Pennsylvania yeah. really quick. Yeah. Could, could be a multi-state effort, um, but hopefully, uh, choice is found um, along with Ariel, um, and we will continue to keep you updated on that. But it's very rare uh, to see these days an Amber Alert extend beyond a day, yet alone multiple days like it has uh, right now. Uh, our second story this morning, uh, moving a little closer to home, investigations are continuing after anti-Semitic threats were made across Ohio, including here in Cincinnati. This began yesterday, uh, at least locally, around 9 a.m. Uh, a Sims Township Synagogue and several area hospitals received bomb threats. Around that time, Hamilton County deputies first were called to Congregation Beth Adam. Just after 9 a.m., police said an administrator re- uh, at the synagogue got an email containing a bomb threat where he- 
it's usually you know a, a what seems like a spam call voice modulation everything um, this came via email officials searched the building gave the all clear but then were sent straight to the Jewish hospital in Sycamore Township investigating a similar threat again nothing was found uh, and throughout the day we also were able to confirm that Mercy Anderson and the Georgetown Behavioral Hospital in Brown County also received threats the FBI has been called in for further investigation they released a statement saying that while these were in fact hoaxes uh, they still take hoaxes very seriously because you know the one time you don't is when it might not be a hoax um, so investigations uh, all, and I believe it was the Jewish Federation who confirmed that this was not just a Cincinnati thing it was happening all over Ohio as well um, so if you were driving by anything and saw heavy police presence that was what was going on um, and hopefully we won't have to deal with any more threats in 2023 hope hope so but it seems like whether it be a school a business a hospital a mall churches now it seems like these fake hoaxes are becoming all too common and uh, whoever's behind them we hope they stop because it's draining resources who have to respond and take time out of their day from doing other things to protect our community very much so our third story this morning three people are facing new charges connected to a burglary that ended in a deadly shooting at a local smoke shop yeah so this originally happened back on october 20th but hamilton prosecutors hamilton county prosecutors have indicted the three the three people including the store manager after the fatal shooting of a 16 year old now uh officials say that the 16 year old that passed away travis john Johnson was part of a group that was breaking into the VIP smoke shop in Delhi Township. Prosecutors tell us the store manager, Tony Thacker, was living in the back of the store, heard the break in around 1 a.m. That's when he fired shots that eventually killed Johnson. After that shooting, that store manager, Tony Thacker, called his younger brother, Malachi Thacker, to help him remove evidence and disable the security system. Now both are facing tampering with evidence charges, and uh, Tony Thacker is facing felony assault and illegally possessing a weapon. Malachi was arrested last week. Tony, as of recording this, is not in custody. A third person who was breaking into the shop allegedly as well, Amante Carter, was also indicted. Um, he was arrested earlier this month and is currently in the Hamilton County Justice Center. So a lot of updates to that story. We were breaking news on, on that morning. I remember it really well um, as far as there was lots of confusion. Like, was this a self-defense moment because these guys were breaking in and then somebody fired shots but it's all starting to become a little bit more clear yes and remember when uh carter's arrest came in a couple weeks ago now and then it's always fun to get that thing where the prosecutors are like, all right here's everything and as the web guy who has to get it up it <laughs> makes it uh, for a stressful 15 minutes to yes, uh, uh, parse through it all to make sure all it's the details. up make yeah. sure it's correct make sure you're not missing anything important um and sometimes it's you know, re remembering the story yourself, if you weren't here for it or anything, I'd be like, okay, this is this when this, this happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's got to, you got to be an encyclopedia uh, of sorts. Uh, moving on to our fourth story this morning, this, uh, another update. Um, we actually talked about the story yesterday. We are learning new details regarding a video that was posted to social media that has students at the university of Miami and Oxford a bit outraged. Yes. And, uh, this is a follow up to yesterday when we first heard about it, the video appears to show a student being held down and hit repeatedly by an Oxford police officer happening back on November 18th. While Oxford police have identified the officer involved as Matthew Blovelt, he's right now on administrative leave pending the results of this investigation. We still do not have permission to show the video on our air, but it is cycling through social media. If you hop on anywhere and type it in, it's going to pop up relatively quickly. Uh, but the Miami student, Devin Johnson, it shows him being restrained on the ground outside by bar employees. Blowbelt arrives on scene. Johnson appears to be restrained still when the officer punches him in the head. Now, police responded to the bar after employees alleged that Johnson had assaulted a manager after sneaking into the bar and then refusing to leave. Johnson has been charged with resisting arrest and assault under.
underage possession and criminal trespassing. Oxford police and Johnson's lawyer have released statements to WLWT, and we have both of those up on WLWT.com. But we're still working to get this video cleared for you. We will stay on top of this investigation and see what the outcome is uh, against this officer, whether he keeps his job or maybe he gets let go. We'll, we'll find out in the coming days and weeks. Rounding us out on this Wednesday, the Bengals and the Chiefs have met in the AFC Championship game each of the last two years, but is this week's matchup the most important between the two teams in decades? You know, you could make an argument. That might be a stretch, but it is incredibly important, especially for the Bengals, who saw their uh, brief winning streak snapped last week. Um, I don't want to say abysmal, but that feels like the right word, an abysmal effort at Pittsburgh. Um now in a do-or-die scenario, they need to win out over the next two weeks and get a little bit of help in order to make the playoffs for a third straight season. And if there is a year over the last five years that you want to play Kansas City in a must-win game, this would be the year to do it. The Chiefs not only lost on Christmas Day against a team who had a quarterback that didn't complete a pass after the first quarter, shout-out Aiden O'Connell, uh, but have lost three of their last four games. When's the last time we saw a Patrick Mahomes team Never. in that kind of stretch? Never, I don't think. I think um, they did it once in like 2019. Yeah. Like what is it, Maybe his rookie, or not maybe his rookie year, but his second year as a starter. First year as a starter, second year in the league, I think. Yep, offense not clicking for Kansas City. That's usually their bread and butter. Um, and while the Bengals offense struggled a bit to get some mojo uh, in Pittsburgh on Saturday, it's really been the defense that has been the season-long struggle for Cincinnati. They have the worst yards per pass attempt defense in the NFL, allowing 8.1 yards each time uh, a quarterback releases an opposing quarterback releases the football, and the second worst rushing yards per attempt, 4.7 uh, in the NFL entering Week 17. Stunning, stunning stat there, especially with. Lou Anaromo being such a highly regarded defensive coordinator and has had fantastic Bengal defenses in the past to see how they've just been gashed repeatedly over the last couple weeks is really stunning. Now, with the la with the loss last week, the Bengals fell from the sixth seed in the AFC to the ninth seed. That is below the cutoff line. They are technically two spots away, Have to would have to get over eight and then get into seventh. Uh, Buffalo and Indianapolis own the final two wildcard spots in the AFC. Uh, Bengals fans want to pull for the Patriots, who will play the Bills, and the Raiders, who play Indianapolis. Again, those are very uh, common uh, pull-for teams uh, here in the home stretch. Uh, and also uh, will want to uh, see a loss for the Texans, who will play Tennessee, and maybe the most important team in the picture, the Steelers, who, uh, you know, ESPN has a playoff uh, calculator where you can go in and pick the results of all the games. If the Bengals win and the Steelers win, the Bengals or the Steelers, excuse me, would jump into that seventh spot. So going 0 2 against them, and especially the loss on Saturday, really kind of hindering uh, the flexibility uh, the Bengals have for uh, outside forces on their impact. And we're going to have our Week 17 rooting guide for you uh, posted in the next couple hours at, as the time you're listening to this uh, on our website, WLWT.com, so you can get it in a more digestible way. It's hard to explain all this as yeah, exciting as it is. You had, you had a heck of a read in, in this. Six o'clock this morning over that graphic did. did a good job, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I know what I'm saying, but I don't know if I'm saying it coherently for everyone to be able it, to see it. So it, that's why we do our rooting guides in our graphic because it's much more digestible that way. Yeah, and it's much appreciated that you you do that and put that up because, like you said, there's so many teams in the mix. It goes down to head-to-head -head tiebreakers, like opponent tiebreakers, divisional tiebreakers, conference tiebreakers, cross-divisional tiebreakers. It's 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 just a lot to digest. Bottom line: Bengals win your games, and we'll see back. Yes. Only one team was eliminated from the AFC playoff picture last week. Uh, if that tells you how jumbled uh, the conference has been this year. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. That's why we love the NFL. That's why we C love it. Compare that to the NFC where I think four teams are still alive. Yeah, they've, they've got this pretty much worked out. All right, that's 5 on 5 and 5. We'll be back on your Thursday.